if you had been in the crowd. That's a 30-year-old shirt right there, right? That's pretty impressive. Oh, that, that, that's right. We used to throw those in the crowd, huh? Yeah, I was going to say, plug my computer in here. There we go. I was going to say, if you had been in the crowd 30-plus years ago or 25 or whatever it is now, you would have got yourself one of those shirts or a sticker or a keychain or Jesus, I don't know. Probably could have got your beer. Yeah, you could have got yourself a free pitcher of beer. Chris had a way of getting people Remember involved. Remember the one time I did that, they were, yeah. And then the bartender was like, wait, wait, you just can't give away random pitchers of beer. I was like, why not? He's like, well, because your shows are 18 and older. Oh, my bad. <laughs> well. So we had to tweak it. I forgot how we tweaked it, but we had to tweak it. It was not only that, it was that the state of Arizona considered you an employee of the establishment. And in Arizona, you cannot drink if you are an employee of the establishment while the establishment is open for operation. That's Arizona state law. So what they were telling you was you personally can't buy them anything. That's why you had to send Nikki to do it or Carrie to do it or Greg or Tammy or Marty or whoever was there that night, you know, that was helping us out. Gotcha. In Illinois, yeah. that's still not a law. You can drink while you're in the band or whatever, but yeah, that was the rule back then. It was stupid. I did not. I did not know that. I was just, you know, I was just trying to give people free beer, man. <laughs> and we did. We found a way around it. That's cool. But yeah. if you think about it, that's why you always had to have your beer and your shot before you went on stage because we couldn't drink while we were on stage. We always had water or tea or. Yeah, that's true. That's right? true. I wonder, All how, of us. I wonder how, how big, big bands got away with that. Cause big bands would have, you know, beers on stage. It's like we saw Sammy Hagar years ago and he had fucking tequila on stage. We saw Sammy and Dave on that tour and Dave came out with a bottle of Jack <clears throat> Maybe when you're bringing that kind of money to the economy, that bend the rules a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> right, that's a good point. Quite possible. Well, and it would also have to do with the fact of the size of the venue, and that the venue's primary operation is not as a bar. You know, it's as a. It would be as an entertainment right. venue, as far as like cricket pavilion or whatever they call it now desert sky what yeah. was desert sky pavilion i don't know uh, i don't i don't it was de- i still call it desert sky or cricket because that's what it's always kind of been okay so a business like that yeah. their primary form or their primary mode of operation is as a concert venue right not as a liquor supplier yeah that's true so in the mason jars case that's true. i never thought of that even though it was a nightclub he made the majority right. of his money through alcohol sales, so no matter what he wanted to call it, it was considered a bar in the eyes of the law, right? True. Yeah. <clears throat> totally makes sense. So, yeah, now, like, coming back to Illinois and seeing bartenders take shots with you or have a beer with you, that, that was foreign to me because I spent my 21 to moving back here in Arizona. I turned 21 when I was in Arizona. So 
right. it was weird to see somebody drinking while they were at work. I wasn't used to that. You don't see that out there. Yeah, I was trying to remember if I ever had a bartender ever took a shot. I know Nikki was a bartender for years. I'll have to ask her when she gets home if she ever took a shot or a drink. Because people would buy her, you know, regulars. Oh, I'll buy you a drink type thing. <clears throat> I would have assumed she would have taken the shot, but maybe not. Well, and I'm sure people bend the rules along That's the way, you know. Right. Because after all, rules are made to be broken. I'm going to turn the light off behind me. It's bothering me. Hold on. Okay. Rules are definitely made to be broken. But you got to learn them first. You don't want to break them and then find out. That's bad. I was trying not to get such a glare. That's better. Yeah, that is better for sure. So it's a, so it's a, it's a whopping 79 degrees in Arizona today. Actually, for Illinois, it's quite the heat wave, man. It's 57, I think, 56. It felt mighty nice. Wow. That is kind of That's warm for you guys. Yeah, when you just recently. Yeah, I wish it wasn't this warm, warming up no more. Yeah, when you've just recently experienced, what was it, 30 below wind chill? I sent you that picture. It was 13 below actual temperature. Yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you. It, yeah, 57 feels awful nuts. nice. That's nuts. Yeah, that's that's it. We were cold. To us, we were cold for a while, and then boom, next 10 days is going to be the average high is 75 degrees, which, let's face it, kids, that's why people move to Arizona, because the weather is so damn nice until, you know, mid-July to September. Then it kind of sucks. I'm thinking more like uh, May to October. But it gets pretty hot in May. May's not well. May's, May's, May and June aren't bad. It's hundred degrees, bad, but but July at August, the end of September, May. That, yeah, but it right, but it cools off at night. You know, it's that nice. It's that nice That's stuff true. at night where it's it's not. Yeah, where it's just kind of um, once the sun goes down, it kind of you get that that you know it's it's nice. It's nice at night. That's true. At least I think so. What do I know? Well, I wasn't I thinking. Here, so I'm kind of immune to anything. I wasn't thinking about the fact that, you know, you're thinking of what everybody considers hell when July comes and it's only 99 <laughs> at midnight, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I, get, I agree with you 100%. So. That does. That does. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't like those months. I don't like when it's. I'm getting to the point where I don't like it. I've, I've liked it up until the last couple of years. And now it's just kind of like, fuck, this is getting old, man. You know, but luckily where we live, we don't have a lot of asphalt around us because it's it's all one to five acres. We've talked about that before, and there's it's so it's just kind of it 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 alleviates that constant baking. You know, like when you go down downtown Phoenix and it's just concrete jungle. We don't have that, which is nice. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to chat about some uh, post-show antics, and, and you're going to share some stories, man, right? <laughs> story time, story time. So story time, because I wasn't, I wasn't involved in a lot of the, the, the after-show stuff just because we had, we had just had, well, not just, but I think we had, I think I had Skylar, we had Skylar before I joined the band, right? 
It no. had to be, yeah, because Nikki and I got married in 90s. Well, Nikki and I got married in 96. Oh, yeah, yeah, So we yeah. had, Sky was born in 97. So, yeah, Sky was little the entire Nemesis run that I was involved in. Sky was, Sky was little, so I didn't. I didn't often hang out after the show just for the simple fact that whoever was hanging at my house, I had to go relieve. <clears throat> and because we played so many shows, you know, it was a full-time job finding a babysitter. <laughs> yeah. And she was just asleep 9% of the time, but, you know. I forgot Carrie actually got pregnant, and she had a baby during the middle of all that. You guys had already had Skylar, like, shortly before you joined the band. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, and you said that I can I can see her in my mind walking walking around the house pregnant. And yeah, that was because, that was which one? Cuz she they had 3, right? Yeah, that was the youngest, so she would have been pregnant with Jaslyn then. Gotcha. And she was supposed to be on bed wow, rest, so but Jaslyn's like in her 30s. <laughs> e- yeah. Easy. She might listen to How this. How do you bed rest with two other kids, man? I'm pretty sure she's 28. No, no, I'm just saying. 26, 27. Okay, well, know. no, that's why well, I, was, I was just looking at. She's getting close to 30. I was just thinking yeah. from, because from, it's 2024 now. Yes. You she know? just had a birthday so, yeah, in I guess, December. Yeah, maybe 2000, yeah, so. Okay, so yeah, she's in her 20s still then, for sure. My bad. She probably doesn't remember me. Oh, yeah, she remembers you. As far as hearing stories and she knows the whole story. Right. Yeah. Well, how can you not know the whole story? So let's talk about her dad was the drummer. show antics there, Mr. Michaels. He well, was the drummer, Scott, the drummer. <clears throat> the most, the most horrible thing that happened was meeting <clears throat> one of my legends, which sometimes you got to, be careful about what you wish for. So I'll tell that one quickly because right, Pat Travers was a okay, okay. dick. For those of you who don't know, Pat Travers sang snorting whiskey, drinking cocaine. We opened for him right on a cool November night. I don't know when it was. We opened right. up for him. I don't know. <laughs> At the Mason tell Jar the story, or Mike, telling the story. Boston's or anyway, I go back there and yeah. I'm like, Hey man, you know, thanks for letting us open up for you. It was great to meet you. Appreciate you, you know, letting us on the bill. Big fan. He's like, yeah, right. whatever. <clears throat> that was it. <laughs> that was the extent of my, that was it. Yes. So now Nothing the else. good, excellent, wow. true, rock and roll story is the night that we opened up for enough's enough and if any of the kids are listening to this luckily you're old enough to hear this now because scott was involved in this one so we yeah we get done with that and you know we're hanging out because it must have been it had to have been a friday or saturday night no national act's gonna play in the middle of the week yeah at a club that only holds like 300 people you never make any money so it was probably i don't know i remember their i remember their i remember their tour bus behind yeah i remember their tour bus behind the behind the 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 bar correct the extent of my interaction with them oh there's there's their bus okay right on yeah because everybody had to squeeze down that alley because it was 
not really big enough to mm-hmm. park a tour bus behind, but they made it work. So yeah, they're parked back there and we get all our shit loaded up. And it's probably, I don't know, two, two thirty in the morning, you know, cause they didn't go on till 1130 at night and they probably played for an hour and 45 minutes or something. Right. Off the bus comes Chip and the bass player. I can never remember his name. Anyway, they come walking up to us, and Scott and I are sitting there smoking a joint. We're getting ready to go home. Like, hey, you guys like to party? Obviously, it's 2.30 in the morning, and we're smoking a joint in the alley (laughs) behind the bar. You know, that's kind of a silly question, but they were all fucked up anyway, so it didn't matter. Right. We're like, hey, sure, whatever. So we're bullshitting with them. It's like, hey, you know, thanks for having us on the bill. Same thing I said to Pat Travers. And they were like, oh, man, you know, fuck, we're nobody. You know, we we were somebody once, but we're here playing this place like you are. So, again, you guys want to party? It's like, sure. So we hop on the bus with them, and there is just mounds, everything you could ever imagine, mounds of cocaine on mirrors at all the different little what should have been eating areas. (laughs) We're not eating areas at all. You can tell these guys like to party as much or more than we did at the time. So we ended up probably hanging out with them until, I don't know, six, six thirty in the morning and they had to take off. It's like, Hey, we got to go. Wow. So did a lot of cocaine with, that was the wow. first time. That's probably, it's, it's, that was the first time that I actually ever tried real cocaine in my life. Yeah. So luckily I wasn't like Len bias and, once and done you know yeah yeah well I, that's what i was gonna say that's probably one of one of the good things that 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 i never really hung out after shows and things like that because i know i wouldn't have i don't i don't with my addictive personality i don't think i would have i would have succumbed to doing that off the bat but if if it was a recurring theme sooner or later you know someone had been like hey man you know, it's just, that's the addict in you, right? I'm fortunate that while I liked it, I knew I was smart enough to know that I couldn't afford it. So I just kind of put it out of my head and I wouldn't have known where to have gotten it at that time. Anyway, it wasn't something, I mean, I knew it was easy to find cause we were in a band and we were surrounded by guys who were on speed all the time, but that just wasn't my scene at that time. <clears throat> and you know yeah unfortunately when i tell the entirety of my addiction story it's just a chance moment in time that if it had been any other situation it never would have happened because that's not something that i ever did other than that that time and a couple other times but it was a very right in the whole run of the band, which, you know, Nemesis was three different bands. It yeah. started off as Desperate Angel. Mm. It morphed into Nemesis right. when you joined. And then when you left, it was still a band for a while. Right. So it was really three different bands. In that whole time from 1993 right. until 2003 or whatever it was, like three times. Mm-hmm. It was just there. Gotcha. I liked it, you know. I just was smart enough to know. No, I couldn't afford it at the yeah. time. 
I was like, maybe if we sell a million records, this could be something that I might be into later on. But that wasn't really my scene. Well, what's what's mind boggling is like, OK, so the Nuffs and Nuffs was, was one of the, you know, I don't know how how huge they were in the 80s, but they were pretty big. They had a couple of really good hits and obviously was was a touring band um, and a staple for that 80s sound. But when they, so the down the, the downslope, like all of these bands, kind of crashed once once the Seattle invasion occurred, and and you know it went back to the we call it, they call it grunge, you know, um, we call it rock and roll, and then all those bands kind of disappeared to, right. But to his point, it's like you know they were someone now they're no one. Yet they're in a tour bus, which wasn't isn't cheap to run, and there's mounds of cocaine. So you know they obviously weren't making hundreds of thousands of dollars per show. So it poses the question, you know, did they did they take care of their money enough to be able to um, finance their continued habits or were they just, you know, going show to show to get high? Don't know. Was way too, I was 20. So when this <laughs> happened, I was 22, 23 somewhere in there maybe 23 okay i wish that and my grandpa had a saying i wish i could remember it right now but i would mess it up i wish i knew enough to be that esoteric back then you know to ask those deep kind of questions i asked pretty deep questions and that's why i ended up never having to get in fist fights and shit you know i was good at talking things out but you know, you're. I had a 23 year old right. knowledge. I didn't right. have the knowledge that I have today to be able to ask the question that you just asked. And I wish I'd yeah. known because it would have been great if they would have said, "Oh yeah, man, you know, we put it in IRAs and all these investment funds, and we bought stock, and they right. skyrocketed, and we're rich as fuck, and we're just mm-hmm. out here having a good time." And that might have been the case, you know, if you had a good manager and you had a good yeah. lo- entertainment lawyer. Right. That said, hey, look, boys, the reason that right. Nikki Six will never have to work a day in his life and has not ever had to work a day in his life, he had a guy tell him one time, take 25% of everything you make from now until this band is done because, you know, you don't have a steady paycheck all the time. So you got to save money in case there's some lean times. Luckily for him, there weren't a lot of lean times, and he saved that and more forever. So you know what he's worth. They signed the most lucrative contract in the history of the world when Theater of Pain came out. Like him or hate him, they were a smart band. So, yeah, absolutely. So so I Googled Enough's Enough, you know. Um, They're from Blue Island, Illinois. Did you know that? Yes. That's one of the ways we uh, got to talking. Um, oh, right on. They've uh, been in in a band since 1984. Um, members, current members are, are Chips Chips Enough, which it's got to be a fake name, man. Chips well, that's Enough. a stage name for sure. Uh, I know. Tor- yeah, Tori Stoffregan, Jason Heeman, and, and Joe Corson. They had one, two, three six nine 
12 13 13 previous members in that band man that's crazy um, does it tell the original lineup because i can't no, remember no. what the bass player's name was i th- i think i think the i think the let's see in in 19 let's see where it is it um american rock band founded by singer donnie v v-i-e and bassist chips enough oh see everybody that knows about enough enough like you dumb fuck chip was the bass player okay i'm thinking of donnie v <laughs> right he was there too he he was yeah, a cult donnie v's a, yeah he was a singer yeah, okay. okay he was a singer and chip was the bass player and then they had their their two hits for uh fly high michelle fly high michelle seven and new thing and new thing 67 yep and then new th- it, yep that peaked at 67 i just don't remember uh, the they, order of who played shit, what they, <laughs> Yeah, Go I don't either. But they played. Um, they've 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 been together thirty years. They've released sixteen studio albums and twenty four CDs to date. Um, Paul Gilbert, The Wild Hearts, and Nelson have recorded some of their songs. The group has appeared on MTV Howard Stern Show, Late Night with Letterman. Music's been released by uh, current label Alco Records and then previously Arista Records. Uh, I wonder. I want to kind of see with if it talks about. Um, oh, so Donnie left. Uh, looks like Donnie left in ni- after '96, or '93 to 2006. They didn't have Donnie, the singer. Um, and they reconvened in 2006 with Donnie and to shoot a pilot for VH1's reality show, Bands on the Run. But it was never aired. <laughs> okay, so it was Chip, Chip and Chip whoever the new the singer was. That's why I couldn't remember his name. Right. Well, Chip ended. Yeah, Chip ended up being the, the took a, took over the vocals in 2014 and and beyond. Yeah, but they so had he a. Sings now he's the singer now. They had a singer when we played with them at the Jar. It just was. I guess it wasn't Donnie. It was whoever the new guy was. Okay. Okay. So here it is. I I scrolled down. So. Donnie was the vocalist from 84 to 2002 and then again from uh, 2006 to 2013. So he was he was there that night. Um, some guy named B.W. Boeski was the drummer until 88, four years. Um, Gino Martino was a guitar player, as was Pete Comita. Gino was there 84 to 87. I mean, you know, blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on. Um, and they have different touring members. <clears throat> oh, there's a whole timeline. That's interesting. If, in case you wanted to know, there's a whole timeline on the Google machine. Hey, turn your preamp up just a little bit. Yeah. Turning my preamp up. How's that? Is there that better? Go. Yeah. Is that, there you go. So I went some, to their, sometimes their you don't talk right says, into that one. Brothers and sisters. Gotcha. That one's very unforgiving. This one is mine. Yeah. My my. That's because it's the lead singer microphone. Correct. It's supposed to be that way. It's very unidirectional, yeah. which means one direction. Right. Yeah. Right. That keeps all the feedback. From <laughs> oh, the like stage. the band. <clears throat> yes. Keeps all the feedback yeah, so from coming through the PA. I wonder if. I wonder if uh, that's why it's the most widely used vocal yeah, mic in the history ever... of the world. Yes. All right, I'm going to spell this right and see if I can come up with 
what they're worth, just because it's always interesting to me to find out what somebody's worth years later, which is not going to work, but we'll find out. <clears throat> oh, chips, chips, enough net worth has popped up. Um, 500 grand, not bad for somebody who's been doing it for 30 years and only had you know. real two real hit singles. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then the band itself, the band itself, its net worth um, has grown from 1.17 million in, in 2020 to 1.95 million in 2024. So the the band itself has has value to it, kind of like probably like how you you know buy and sell football teams. You got to take in all the merchandise and that kind of stuff. But yeah, and all their marketing and shit. So that's it sounds cool. like they manage their money bad, well. Cup night. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah, how would you not? If you if you're gonna be worth two million dollars for thirty now, grand scheme of things, you know, a band that's been around thirty years, number one, kudos for being around thirty years, especially with the amount of players that came in and out of that thing. But to be able to sit back and say, Yeah, our band, our entity's worth a couple million dollars, that's pretty cool. You know. It is. Not and you know that. as well as I do, it's expensive to be a musician. It's you lose a lot of money until you start it is it is absolutely crowds you know selling tickets selling merchandise sure if you can't do any of that mm -hmm. you're mm -hmm. especially nowadays you're fucked here's an interesting statistic yeah. for you oh, yeah. that i don't yeah. know if you know have you seen the snoop okay. dog rant about his one billion streams no oh good here's an That's interesting fact for the folks at home for those of you who are streaming music every day and right that you are doing an artist educate us a great service while I do the right. same thing so I'm being super hypocritical here right now because that's how I listen to music I do pay $11 a month for that so I don't have to listen to commercials but anyway that's beside the point Snoop Dogg now, I see, see I on don't, a reel I don't I don't I Okay he says I just got we have, my... a, we have a delay. We have a delay going on, just so you know. How much is it? Uh, I'd probably say five seconds or so. Oh, Jesus. I up, And I upgraded my, my internet to... Um, yeah, I upgraded my internet to um, um, Starlink, actually. Michael Fry Jr.'s got Starlink. And I'm like, dude, let's hook this shit up. So he hooked it up. <clears throat> so there you go. Then it's okay. It's all good. Go on with your story, right. my friend. Sorry. No, he said that he got a congratulatory email or, I don't know, probably not an email. It was probably like a video message from the big wigs at Spotify congratulating him on 1 billion streams for 2023. And he said, great. How much do I right. get? You know, he's asking his manager, how much is that worth? Mm -hmm. Thinking that should be worth a fuck ton of money, but Snoop's not yeah. stupid, so he knows the answer in his head. He just wants to hear it. No. Less than $40,000. Yeah. Wow. So every time you stream a song, wow. the artist gets approximately point zero 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 six cents, or, you know, that whatever that is six millionths that's of a insane. cent that's that's why you have yeah yeah it might be six ten millionths of a you cent have to merchandise and you have to 
That's insane, man. That's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. That explains a lot about our world of music. That's why everybody's got to work so hard to self-promote and put their own stuff out and distribute their own stuff and then go on the road to make all the money because they're not making money on sales, obviously, because I do it. I just buy it from iTunes. Anything I do, I don't stream. I, I streamed a little while with Apple Music, but I didn't like the fact that I had access to you know millions and millions of songs, but I didn't own it, and I'm like, that's fucked up. So I stopped streaming. Now I just I see something I like, I buy it, you know, because at least in that my mind, I'm still supporting the artist in some way, even though I'm just buying their album. Like I won't buy one song. Like if somebody says, oh, if I hear a cool song on a show, I'll Google it. Like like I got um, that TV show, The Suits, Suits, right? The the pretty good flick. Yeah, that's a great show. They had this really cool. Yeah, so they had this cool. Um, I thought it was a really cool band, and I Googled it. Let's see, I'm finding them on my phone. Um, and then I forgot. I fucking forgot that I downloaded them. So then I, I was I was doing something one day, and I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, let's see what I have down here that's recent, you know? And I'm like, oh, fuck. It's called, I don't know how to say it, Calio, K-A-L-E-O. But it's a it's a really cool, like, like Rocky Blues type sound and i've listened to it probably six seven times all the way through i i dig it it's a really cool um it, it's a really cool album um and what's the, same, the name of the album the same era of that purchase it's a slash b and the band is k-a-l-e-o okay k-a-l-e-o i don't know if you can see that yep i'll, I'll screen oh, yeah but it's 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 good, man. This was it's alternative rock. They call it this. This came out in 2016, um, which probably jives with with the band itself. I mean, the show. There's other stuff they have. Um, Surfer sounds and I want more. Um, <clears throat> oh, those are their singles. I think I don't know. I don't know. I just I thought it was cool. A slash maybe it's the A sides, B sides is what the A B stands for. I don't know. But it was fucking legit. And then I also grabbed, I think you and I talked about it, um, Brian Head from, uh, Brian Head Welch, Tool? Corn. Or no, Corn. Fuck, don't hit me, Tool fans. His band, <laughs> The Broken View, fucking, I know. His band, The Broken View, fucking dig it. It's What I got from them was On the Mend, the deluxe version, a deluxe edition, which came out in 2022. The cool thing about it is there's 12 studio type songs and then an acoustic one and then the rest of them from 14 to 20 are live. So you, you get you get the kind of uh, the studio slash live mixed in on one CD, which I think is cool because it's That's cool awesome. to hear when you're just being introduced. Yeah, when you're just being introduced to a band. That's it's cool to see them live, to hear live stuff as well as the studio. That's what I dug about how I fell in love with Mother Love Bone because I I, I got somehow. I don't remember where I got that. The um, come bite the apple. Their whole little video documentary they had. There was there was behind the scenes stuff, which intrigued me. And then they had the live footage and stuff. Then they had some of the the videos they made in that thing, and it, it accompanied with back then. 
a CD of the whole thing. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's what gets me. That's what hooks me is the singers and the, the words they sing and the, you know, the words they write and the melodies and the hooks and, and then seeing the, the, the backside, like example, don't shoot me. <clears throat> so Taylor Swift has a documentary you're, called dude that's fucking legit you're though treading on doc- ten here. i know i, I i'll I let know, you continue i know, I know but from, i'll let from you a continue musician stand from okay from a from a pure music 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 musician's point of view okay her documentary called uh, miss americana okay it's, it's amazing dude because she she started when she was six playing the guitar doing state fairs and shit and as she grew up like full blown. I didn't finish it because I, I I couldn't finish it, but um, I was I fell asleep or something. But it's it was it was interesting to watch it because like she the first couple years she was in mainstream she didn't get nominated for a Grammy and she was like you know you could see on on, on the face she was like fuck fuck I gotta I just gotta do a better album I have to come up with a better album and I was like huh. So when she finally won she got over the hump and she won like four or five Grammys one night. It, it, what resonated with me is she had nobody to call. Like she, she did this all by herself. There was no managing partners. There was no, um, you know, A and R reps behind her. Um, her parents did what they did, obviously. But aside from that, nobody helped her get to where she was. She just did it from fucking busting her ass. And obviously, with a bit of luck, his music's all about luck too. But she wins these Grammys and has nobody to call after the show was over to say, Hey, look, look what I did. Like no one. She's like, I had no one to call. I'm like, fuck. That's crazy. How many, how many people can climb that? Right. How many people can climb that mountain and have nobody to share it with? You know what I mean? I mean, we don't know because we don't know all those people, but I just, that when, when, when that was pointed out, that's kind of kept me engaged in the story because then I'm like, fuck. And then if she kept going down the path, there was stuff in the studio where, like just fucking randomly writing a song that kind of like they showed her creative process and legit she said a piano just starts digging things around and him hawing humming and shit and all of a sudden this comes out and then she's another scene where she's actually in the control booth with her producer um and she's she pulls out her phone because she wrote all the lyrics on her notepad and she's fucking you know rap singing it and the fucking producer's like oh that's fucking a hit right there so that part of it not the bullshit you see on TV, not the, oh, my boyfriend, girlfriend stuff. Just the no, I... fact from a creative standpoint. Yeah. The fact that she came six years old, man, standing on a stage with a guitar. I get it. Six years old. That's two years it, older than little man right now. I'm, I'm being a that complete. That to me was impressive. That to I'm me was just like, being wow. A complete asshole, man. I'm just a fucking guy talking on a podcast here. You know, it's like. I'm not a 12-year-old girl, so her music doesn't appeal to me. But as an artist, she's fucking amazing. I mean, I agree with you. She just churns out one hit after another. She knows what her demographic is as far as who's buying her music. And then ultimately, who's taking the person that's buying her music to the concert is the parents, right? And they got the money. So... right. Right, right. Whoever, yeah. whoever it was, yeah, and I don't that listen, yeah, marketed her was they were fucking geniuses. If it was her, the more power to her, and it very yeah. well and might have been. Yeah, yeah, 
Well, yeah. And I haven't heard a single thing that she's ever done aside from what was on that show. Um, but it just, yeah. So I don't know the demographic. I don't know who buys her shit. I don't really care. I just, I like documentaries about music. Like I watched the, the We Are the World documentary. That was fucking amazing. Um, just that they pulled that shit off after an American Music Awards event. Um, like after the AMAs went on, they, they, all those musicians came together in one spot and just did their thing for the most part. Waylon Jennings walked out because he was tired of the bullshit that was going on. So he just fucking got off the riders and walked away. <laughs> so I was just talking I was... to, I was just talking to Sunshine about this when we were at work. She asked me if I had seen that. And uh, shout out to Sunshine, yeah. regular listener, every Monday when she's down there doing her hey, business Sunshine. at the hall. Yep. Anyway, I was like, no, I haven't seen it yet. And she said, I don't know if they say it in there or she just knew that Prince, They do they talk about Prince in there? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we <clears> had to they, look yes, it they up. Do. They tried to get Prince, but but. Go ahead. No, they, they, they tried to get Prince, but Prince Prince just didn't show up. Yeah, so we looked it Prince up. Had some weird, some weird. Uh, yeah. He didn't like the song. He said the song was horrible. It was very conceited, man. He said, I think the song is horrible. He didn't want to be a part of it. Something about, I don't want to be around all them motherfuckers. And. Right. This is coming from the guy that wrote his biography and basically i guess spent time with him so it came firsthand he just thought the song was horrible didn't want to spend time with all those people which you know who knows he was a recluse so i don't think he was really interested in he hanging out he, with they them. did touch on that he, he no he didn't he didn't he didn't want to be there with with the amount of because really there was i mean it was a who's who of the 80s pop in country scene i mean it does i mean like legit even even some actors and shit were in there like That's oh yeah weird. dude fucking we had to sing actor. the fucking thing yeah. in school everybody had a part <laughs> i kid you not and the parents had to come and everything That's my funny. mom be listening to this she'll remember we had to put on a performance wow. recreating we all are the world and you will be stevie wonder and you will be bruce willis and you will be That's funny Paul McCartney and you know because there were actors in there I think that's Bruce Willis was one of them do, yeah oh yeah that's what that was that was mind-boggling there's actors I remember yeah it was interesting it's an interesting documentary for sure and I'm not I'll check not it out sitting around walking docu- watching documentaries all the time but some of but some of them that have to do with music it's appealing I always liked the VH1 behind this behind the music stuff oh me too you know, I was a sucker for that interesting you know yeah, no, it's better because you can do it without commercials. So that's a win, you know. That's a huge you don't win. Stream that shit. You don't have to like, you know. That's what blows my mind, man. An hour program on TV in 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 the streaming platform is you know thirty eight minutes. You know, a thirty minute one is twenty, nineteen to twenty one minutes, depending. It's like wow. You know, so commercials, man. Commercials fuck it all up. I should have wrote this down. I had it figured out because I'm so scatterbrained. I watch television from the 
20s or 30s all the way through modern day i'll find stuff on like turner classic movies from the 30s and 40s and i'll just get captivated so when (laughs) commercials started being introduced in around i don't know late 40s early 50s because they were live during the program for a long time so there there was no real commercial right right remember that right so somewhere around the late 40s or early 50s, you got the commercial break. And with the hour-long program on a Turner Classic movie, you can see that there's no, you know, there's no commercial. So you can see that an hour-long program was like 51 minutes in 1947 or 1950, right? Right. So then I'll watch movies right. from the or hour-long programs from the 70s and i'll see that same 51 or 52 minutes is now 48 minutes right so we've shrunk the show that much further to allow for programming then you get into the 80s and they're like right 44 to 46 minutes now an hour-long program is like 41 or 42 minutes. So every hour you're spending 18 minutes of your hour watching commercials, unless you're like us and just don't do that. Right. So, right. <laughs> I don't know why I went on a rant about cable television, but get rid of that shit and start streaming. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> commercials exactly. are bullshit. Well, and I mean, they make the world go round, obviously, but it's, you know, it's how a lot of people generate business and income and, and, you know, and we're hoping and to do that with the still, podcast. I agree with you. It just seems kind of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm an enigma. Yeah. You know, it's all good, man. I'm responding to a message. I have. I have some people that are in the middle of buying a house, so, you know, inspections and all that kind of fun stuff. Cool. Sorry about that, kids. Oh, I'm going to NASCAR for the first time. I've never been to NASCAR. You ever been to NASCAR before? I have never been to the race, no. I got invited a few times when I lived out there, but I never, yeah. I never went. Right on. I should have. Just to say, yeah, I'm excited. It's um, yeah. No, I have a I have a buddy. Um, like I I heard it was coming in March. My birthday's March fourth, uh, so Nikki's always like, "What do you want to do for your birthday?" And I'm ever like, "I don't fucking know. I don't care." It's you know, once you once you hit once you hit the forty, because then you're over the hill, and it's just like you know, even though you're not over the hill, it's like yeah, whatever. And right. usually it's just the last minute thing, you know, when the kids, when the kids, when I stopped drinking and when the kids were, um, were, um, I don't know how old they were, but we would go to Peter Piper pizza for my birthday because I wanted them to have fun. Um, you know, and even though it was my birthday, I figured it'd be a lot more engaging and, and fun if, if they all, uh, if if they they just have fun and you know we we play video games and you know ski ball and eat pizza and shit and it's fun, so yeah we're gonna go to NASCAR. It's it's March eighth, ninth, and tenth. It's like the whole weekend. It's kind of cool for two people to be in the stands and then 
you can go in the infield all three days. You can talk to the drivers. You can take pictures of the cars and shit. Like you kind of just, you know, mingling around. It's like 500 bucks for all three days. I was blown away how cheap. And, 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 and to me, that's cheap. Like and, that is cheap for three days. Because you know, it's it's like, right. Like the whole and it's like like the whole weekend, we could just be there from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night. And just hang out and look at the cars and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, I don't think that's bad at all. So, no. So, I'm I'm excited to check that out. I mean, and I see, and it was cool, too, because the rep called me today. Because I, I, I went on to do it, and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to call Kevin. So, I called Kevin. I'm like, hey, dude, never did this before. How does this work? And so, he's telling me what he packaged he's got. Because I didn't realize he was, you can, you can be a season ticket holder for NASCAR, man. Like, legit. No shit. And then you renew them and shit. Um, yeah, so, um, it's, it's his, his package is, he got a better deal than I did because as soon as the race ends, he just re-ups his season tickets and then boom. So what we're doing was like 543, which, you know, Nikki's covering it cause it's my birthday thing. But what he does is 389 for two people because he does it so far in advance, which is kind of cool, you know? So it's it's surprising that it's it's like you could go. It costs a couple hundred bucks just to go to a Suns game. You know what I mean? And the same thing with like the Cardinals when they're in town. Um, but to spend, be able to spend three days just, you know, and it could be I could be fucking bored out of my mind doing this. You know what I mean? But it's like fuck, I want to at least go to this once. Well, it's a new like, I'd like to go to see Demolition Derby once, but I don't think they do Demolition. Yeah, and I don't think they do. And I figured I'm going to fucking take a shitload of business cards and just, you know, maybe put the Dukes of Hazard on the back of my card and like redneck racers. Let's go, man. Let's find you a house so you can build your own track. <laughs> you know? If you ever want to go to a demolition derby, you can come back here on Labor Day. Yeah, I do. And we have that option for you available at our Thresherman's reunion. You can go to have a you real done live. It? Have you gone to one? Oh, fuck yeah. Tons of times. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I Why grew not? up in the sticks, just dude. just crashing each other like they did on Happy Days. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what country folk do, Chris. They crash their cars up. <laughs> that's funny. And they drag race that's them. That's funny. I thought it was trash. That's where American engine... I'm not making I thought it was you know, playing... Uh, I'm making yeah. fun of them, but I'm not. I know. That, that's where a lot of American ingenuity came I thought from. maybe you were going to that's where stock car racing itself came from is running moonshine you know if it wasn't for hillbillies we wouldn't have stock car i knew it was from i knew that was from yeah 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 no i knew that i knew about the i knew about nascar was all about bootlegging the shit the beginning of it yeah just watch the history of that shit but but uh yeah i never knew i never knew yeah i've never been to one so i'm excited to go it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun to check that shit out it's always cooler to be there like i don't watch hockey on television but i love going to hockey games because the game makes sense when you're there way more than it does when you're watching it on television because you get to see all the line changes and the guys coming in and out all the time i never knew that shit was happening you know because i never played the game so i didn't understand it and then i went to a coyotes game and i'm like wow this is really cool man these guys are you know moving all the time it's just amazing yeah. what you know hmm. their cardio must be spectacular because you just never stop moving 
It's crazy. Yeah. And, and I really enjoyed it, but I would well, not. Well, it's like, it's like, sorry. I wouldn't sit down and watch a hockey game on television. No, it's it's kind of like we're watching Ted Lasso, that show on Apple. I um, love that. And it's it's soccer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's football, right? It's some it's some it's not American football, but it's soccer for, you know. Um the cool thing about that is they're nonstop running. They're ninety minute it's a ninety minute thing, man. Like they're just like hold that's on, crazy. How 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 okay, okay, okay. Give me two seconds. I got to look for something. Sure. So, boys and girls, while Mike's going away, um, what should we talk about? Would you like to meet Cardboard Cutout Jake? I can show you Cardboard Cutout Jake. So, my son, you, if, for those of you that have been on the show or watched the show before, um, you know Jake's a Marine, and he came on. and So, he's hiding here in the back corner, which I got to do is not pulling my thing out because that would be bad. Oh, look, Mike's back. I was going to show them cardboard cutout Jake. Hold on. You you can show them cardboard cutout Jake. This is cardboard cutout Jake. We'll make him short. I was oh, trying okay. to have him be part of the show, but it was kind of it's kind of difficult because don't apologize, Mike. You know there he is. So there's cardboard cutout Jake, um, who is on his way to be a drill instructor. He goes to um, comes to San Diego April end of April. And, Hoorah. Uh, starts that path and the cool thing right now he's um he's teaching he's um educating young corporals in some type of training i saw his graduating class, class. To where they're yeah he fucking loves it dude and i told him the other day like dude I'm, I'm i'm so happy that you found something you actually that you that you love it's hard people don't realize how hard it is in life to actually find something um that number one that you love and number two that you're good at. Um, so, True. you know, I, I championed him for, for, you know, for, for finding something that he really enjoys doing. And, uh, you know, it's awesome. It's very awesome. Yeah. That's really cool, man. I, I gave him a message and a shout out cause it looked like, it looked like he was having fun in the picture. You know, everybody looked like that was a good group yeah, that had a yeah. good time and you could just see it on their faces. So I'm happy for him too, that he found something that he likes. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And especially, I mean, it's, it's hard when you're growing up, you know, you and I both know that you're growing up. It's like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, you don't, you don't fucking know. It's the, it's the never ending question while you're until you graduate high school, then all of a sudden smacks you in the face. Well, fucking now what? You Dude, know? I got so lucky. Luckily for us, we, <laughs> right. So don't, don't lose that thought that what you just said. Okay. No, I won't. I won't. I won't. You got what'd so you lucky. Say? No. What'd you just say? No, you said you got, you got so lucky. Um, no, you said when you get out of high school, what I wanted to do growing up. Then you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, 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 yeah. When he, exactly. so the only yes. the way that I got lucky was when I was like nine or ten years old. My grandpa owned two gas stations here in town, right. 
and in the summertime i would always go hang out because i didn't have anything to do you know so my grandma and grandpa were there it's like i'll go hang out with them that was the advantage to growing up in the middle of nowhere especially back then as you could just get on your bike and take off and nobody knew where you were till lunchtime or dinner time you know it's like it was a different time so i would go hang out up there and the high school kids that were working up there one in particular probably got tired of me being there all the time because i'm sure i was an annoying pain in the ass and he's like have you ever thought about playing the guitar and i said no not really i don't know why somebody would ask me that because i'm only like 10 right he says uh come out here and uh i want you to listen to a couple tracks here so he had a z28 and he had a pioneer tape deck in it and I don't know what he put in there, docking or something. He's like, do you hear the bass guitar? And I said, yeah. I didn't even know what a bass guitar was. I just lied. It's like, sure, I hear Right, it. right. I just thought it was cool <laughs> that I was sitting in a Z28 with a kid that was in high school, you know, and he's talking to me about music, and I'm yeah, punk-ass kid. You know, this was awesome. Right, right. So he's like, here, I'm going to give you the yeah. number of this dude. He's taking guitar students, and he'll teach you how to play the guitar. It'll be awesome. Okay. So I went home and asked my mom, Nice, you know, she found out who it was. And luckily she worked with his mom and he gave me lessons all the way through what, all the way through high school from time I was 10 or 11 till I was probably 16. And then I went off to college and gave lessons to supplement my income to the kids that I was going to school with. So, right. He must have taught me pretty well because I did the same thing when I was in the band. I gave lessons out there in Arizona, too, to quite a few students. So I actually became a member of the International Guitar Registry of Teachers back in the 90s. I'm sure they're Mm -hmm. defunct now. (laughs) See, that's one of the things. That's one of the things had we, um, you know, went to the next level tour bus riding around the country. You would have taught me how to play guitar. Because that was one of the things I always figured I'll learn how to play guitar when I'm sitting on a tour bus traveling the world. Um, because what a better way to learn? Because otherwise, you're sitting there doing things you shouldn't be doing. I'm all tangled here. So that's a funny no, story because. Oh, I went to get cardboard cut out, Jake, so I got tangled. I wanted to learn how to play the drums. I really wanted to be a drummer really bad. Oh. My, my, my mom will tell you, I used to get all the pots right. and pans out and you know, bang on them on the kitchen floor when I was three, four, five, whatever. And I never lost that. And I I still want to be a drummer like there's no tomorrow, but I just had to come to terms with the fact that my legs and my arms don't operate independently of each other like that. It's an amazing feat of mental and physical strength to be as talented as Scott was playing the drums or as anyone is playing the drums oh, drummers. professionally. Yeah. It's yeah. not just a mental drummers feat. Drummers fucking get their asses kicked. No. Mm-mm. Because you are literally doing nope. one thing differently with each one of your limbs. Imagine that for a second, people. Every yeah. one of your, your... Oh, yeah. Your left hand is doing one thing, your right hand's doing another, your left foot's doing one thing, and your right foot's doing another, all simultaneously, all at the same time. So you're counting one and two and three and four on your right hand. You're only counting twos Mm -hmm. and fours on your left hand. You're counting ones and threes on your right foot. 
and you're doing God knows whatever with your left foot. You're opening and closing the hi-hat. You're triggering some sound. You're doing whatever. You're operating a double bass pedal. Your brain is going gangbusters, like at a million percent an hour. Right. Then you have to have the physical stamina to be able to perform a two-hour show, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. It's fucking amazing. Which which is what makes Def Leppard. Yeah, which is what makes is it Rick Allen, Def Leppard yes. drummer? Correct. Which which makes him that much more of just an amazing musician. I mean, to do that with one arm just, you know, outstanding. He said it made him a better drummer, you know, and that just Oh, I, I I bet. I don't know how it couldn't because it, the concentration has to go a whole a whole new level. Everything, you know, and, and his not focus only and determination and having to having to teach his body. Yeah, and not only that, he said that it was his. He was a classically trained drummer, for lack of a better term. He was trained in percussion, you know, not just to be a rock and roll drummer. So he said losing his right. arm made him think Mm -hmm. more simplistically which then therefore made the music sound better right because he wasn't trying to squeeze all these gigantic fills where they didn't belong you know he was just taking more of the acdc approach which is less is more right which is why when you see an acdc concert a hundred thousand people are bobbing up and down in unison because it's easy to tap your foot too so when you're writing songs, keep that in mind, kids. <laughs> you got to be able to dance to it or tap your uh-huh. foot to it, one or the other. Right? That's the one thing. Nikki and I went dancing Saturday. I saw your um, video there. to dance. Yeah. Dude, it's it's like, number one, we're getting badass at it. But number two, <laughs> the when they do the line dancing, right, which is, it, it just amazes me how how, in unison, because we don't we don't do a line dance shit. Because some of that stuff's like just fucking crazy, man. But to watch, to watch from from outside of the dance floor and just see everybody moving at the same time in unison, like everywhere, it's it's pretty badass, man. It is pretty badass. Just this the 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 sync the syncness of them. Is that the right word? Yeah, the syncness of them. They are in um, sync. It's just it's 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 yeah, it's fucking really cool, dude. How they do that. Um. Like I, I dig it. It's badass for sure. It's just cool to have something where you can go so, yeah. forget about your day for a minute and do something different, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we do that on Tuesday afternoons. Oh, I'm sorry. Monday afternoons. Or where Sunday. do they do that at? When is this air? <laughs> Who? Where do we do that at? Yeah. <laughs> I'll answer your question. Where, where do they do their country dancing at? Okay. Denim and Diamonds. And where is that? It's it's um um a place in Mesa. It's Ellsworth and I'm sorry, Power Power in Maine just before you get to Ellsworth. Okay. We are on Tuesday afternoon here yeah. currently, as you know. We right. We publish yes. this on Sunday afternoon for the folks at home. Sundays, that's what it is. Those listening at and large. this last week's episode is now on our uh, yeah 
Yeah, and that last week's episode is now on our our YouTube page, which is at Chris and Mike Show on YouTube. Yes. You and I debated whether we should keep saying what episode it is, and then we organically just quit doing it about three episodes ago. This is episode number 17. <laughs> right. Yep. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why Chris and I don't argue with each other, because whatever's going to happen is going to happen anyway. We could have had a blow up. Like, I think we should talk about it at the beginning of the episode. Well, I don't think we should. It could have turned into a, we're not going to talk to each other for two days. And look what happened. We both forgot to tell you that this is episode number 17. <laughs> it is I episode just, number 17. I just love it when shit and like then, that happens. And then, and then we realized, right? And then we realized this little glitch in my matrix because I was trying to, to grab my internet speeds faster than Mike's, especially now that I switched to Starlink. Um, Future Sunnel had a Starlink, so Saturday afternoon we just hooked it up. It took all of 10 minutes. It was crazy. Maybe more That's than 10 awesome. minutes. Put it up where we had it. It was 10 minutes, and I had to run through the attic and shit. But um, all the streaming platforms work like crazy. Like, usually when I go to Peacock, it would the circle of death. Like, you know, um, the fuck is that video game console? I don't know. 360. Xbox. Um, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went, I went... I went to sign in to this back end of the platform we use, Riverside FM, to, to record the show so I could download the show and then upload it onto our YouTube page. Well, it, kept, it wouldn't recognize me. It kept saying, like, you know, you, you just you fucking don't work. So I hit the Google button and went to, to do it on the Google. And even that was being like, nope, nope, nope. You got to do this. You got to authenticate. I'm like, why am I fucking authenticating, man? Like I've done this now. The first, the first, I think I did it. I think I did it week nine. I uploaded all of them. And then every week since, and then we, and then Mike realized, well, dude, your IP address is different. Every single log. And I'm like, Whoa, that's insane. So whatever firewall I have, whatever like dark web shit going on in my house without me realizing, and I have different IP addresses. I think we all do sign out or sign in, which is just bizarre. Yeah. The old, I think part of your problem is like you were saying when I was talking to you on the phone, you're logging into your shit, then you're logging into my shit and you know, that right. stuff gets, it just gets confusing. So it's all good. We always get you in there. Yeah. Yeah. You got absolutely. VIP access brother. <laughs> <laughs> you are the co-host of the show, you know, there you go. I well, you know. Yep, it is. It's you know, co-host. Co-host has advantages. Uh, so, what else is going on in your world today? Other than it's a beautiful day, finally, I'm so happy to not be freezing my fucking yeah. ass off. I think it's right. I'll tell you. I will say I think it's good for people to have to suffer a little bit because it really makes you appreciate a day like today. Like everyone around here is like, oh, it's so nice outside today. It's good to see you. Good to see you out. You know, it just right. makes people happier. You can see it whether they know it or not. I saw it. We're coming out of work and everyone's yeah. laughing. Everyone's having a good time. It just happens unconsciously, yeah. but I'm just such a weirdo that I pay attention to shit mm -hmm. like that. You know, I'm like, wow, look at that nice day and everybody's happy. I think it's right. good for this you to true. suffer. It, it does. It, it, 
Agreed. And at the same time, though, that vitamin D, man, you 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 know, you got to fucking you need that, man, for sure. Now I drink it every day in my orange juice, man. You know, because that, that yeah. right, right. I know what you're saying, though. You got to have sunlight. Yeah, yeah. We went like, I think yeah, my mom said, to. I thought it was two weeks. I think she said we went three weeks and we saw the sun like two times. And they were brief moments. Yeah, see, time. I couldn't deal with that. I hate it when it's, in, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hate it when it's when it's wintry here and it's cloudy for a few days. Um, fucking drives me nuts. I just, I can't deal with that. I don't, I, I wouldn't survive on, in Seattle at all or any types of those. Yeah. That's unusual. I mean, usually we'll go, sometimes you'll go for a 10 day stretch, you know, where a big front's moving through because they move yeah. slow across this part of the country. Yeah. What people don't realize is storms sure. start on the West coast and they go, well, I guess most people realize if they watch the weather on the news, but very rarely does a storm come from the east to the west it just cruises across the country and by the time it gets here it stalls out sometimes you know and it'll just sit and dump torrential rain unfortunately right now that's what it's doing in california they're just getting inundated with rain that doesn't normally happen yeah, and it usually cruises right past there you know yeah yeah no i i we got some of that and then it and it 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 didn't it didn't start out the way it was supposed to then it fucking poured for two or three days to the point that it they canceled the the irrigation run so there was there's, the first irrigation that'll happen in my neighborhood will be the second week in march this year so wow. they canceled the, the all the january and february because they had so much rain yeah which is a trip that's really unusual for arizona right it is but it's you know it's 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 nice because when it when it rains, the water goes everywhere. With irrigation, that misses some spots. So, like, legit, my yard, not to be a fucking homer, but my yard's fucking fantastic right now. The whole thing's green in spots that I never usually get green before. Isn't part that nice? Because we had two monsters. It is nice. And part of it's because we had two trees taken down that were in the back of the yard that were Palo Verdes and just fucking terrible. Um, and then the we had a, a a branch break on a tree so that opened up a whole nother thing too so it's kind of cool the entire time i lived in arizona we only had a monsoon probably the first two years i lived there and then maybe the last two years i lived there it was a drought the entire time. That's the reason that Lake Mead is like what two hundred foot down or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There, there were no more monsoons after the all first couple of years. Shit. Yeah, buried That's in the crazy. barrels. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 All that mobster shit coming back to haunt them finally because nobody ever thought that shit would dry up, you know. And now it's so many years later. It's you know, it's uh, it's you know, it's legit. Now that oh oh that's where Dave ended up. Yeah, all the mafia hits that happened in Las Vegas. That's what that's mm -hmm. pretty yep. much who those people yep. are. Oh yeah, yeah. Something to do with something. You know, there was a slim shady motherfuckers. That... There was a crazy story. I went to fucking Vegas with a guy named Mark Shreve. Actually, I went to Laughlin. Okay. So we didn't go to Vegas. We actually went to Laughlin. 
Okay. And he wanted to go ride the world's largest above ground metal roller coaster. It's at a place called Wild Bills. You can look and it that's up. That's in Laughlin? No, no, no. This is in okay. a place called okay. Prim, Nevada, out in the fucking middle of nowhere. Okay. I shit you not. There's a casino sitting on a fucking interstate out in the middle of nowhere in Nevada. Prim is a, I, I don't even know if it's a real town. It's just a couple casinos. So we get there and I'm shitting bricks the whole way because I don't want to ride the world's largest above ground metal roller coaster. <laughs> I just want to go get high and gamble. You know, that's really why I'm along for the ride. That was the second time I did cocaine right, in my life. Right. So... <laughs> i'll tell you real quick the funniest part of the story is both of us smoked and yeah we're staying at a we're staying at the colorado bell which is a classy place in laughlin okay and his dad's a high roller so we're staying there on his dad's high roller room right so the whole time we're there, right, we're fucking right. smoking cigarettes, smoking joints. He had Coke. So the last night we were there, we did that. But we kept thinking, we're in the fucking casino, man. Why is there no ashtrays in these rooms or in the hallway? Or So we're there for three fucking days. And oh, the, last day we're, <laughs> the last day we're there, dude, we get to the elevator. And underneath the button for the elevator is a sign that says non-smoking floor. So we trashed that fucking room, dude. Wow. Just trashed it because we were smoking pot and cigarettes. (laughs) We just kept thinking, why are there no ashtrays? Where were you putting, where, yeah, so where were you putting them? Beer bottles. Where are you putting the cigarette butts? Oh, okay. Toilet, beer bottles, out the window. makes sense. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> we, were, we were young and dumb. We weren't real concerned with housekeeping. <laughs> okay, so this, yeah, that's funny. We take off to go to, I think the place was called Bucky's Casino. You can Google it. It's closed now. I just googled it. Not I've that heard long of that. Ago I've heard to of see if I've, it. Yeah. Okay. I've so heard of. Buc- I've heard of that though. Okay. Oh, okay. Bucky's is in Prim, Nevada. And its claim to fame was it had the world's largest above ground metal roller coaster. The whole time I'm fucking going there, there's more to this story. It goes on forever. But the whole time we're going there, I'm like, motherfucker, I hope this thing's broken or something. Please, for the love of God, please don't let this thing run. I'm not going to bullshit anyone. I did not want to ride this thing. And he's so excited. (laughs) So we get there (laughs) and there's like 50 or 60 mile an hour straight line winds. So we can't ride the world's largest above ground metal roller coaster. So we go in and they got this virtual reality. This was my first touch with virtual reality. You actually got in this thing and dude, it was like you were on the world's largest above ground metal roller coaster. Really? It was awesome. Yeah. Like I was scared in that fucking thing, but I knew I wasn't, you know, a hundred feet off the ground. So I was happy. So coming home from this place, right? he's driving, and I swear that we either had a missing time experience or we drove into a different dimension. You want to talk about, <laughs> like, woo-woo shit on this show? Right. Here, yeah. here's, your, here's your first woo-woo experience, okay. and we'll have lots of these because my family has okay. <laughs> stories upon stories, but not very often has this ever happened to right. me. 
I've, I've had a couple missing time experiences. One in particular that I experienced with someone else and they will not talk about it to this day. Okay. So okay. We, we can't have them on the show cause it freaks them out every time I bring it up, but I'll tell you the story. So anyway, Mark and I are driving okay. all right. and all of a sudden we're in Nevada, right? And we're not at any elevation. Yeah. It starts fucking snowing like there's no tomorrow. I shit you not. And the road starts getting slick. And Mark grew up in Arizona in the valley, so he's never driven in snow. And I'm getting scared yeah. for my life. So I make him pull over, and I'm like, look, dude, I grew up in the Midwest, man. I'll drive us from here on out. Yeah. What time of the year was this? It was probably. What time of year? It was probably October, late September, early October. It was in the fall. Okay. Okay. It was cool. But then we come, then we come upon this town and all the power was out because there was a storm, right? So there storms going on. Oh shit. It's a small little town that popped up out of nowhere and we're, on what we thought was a state highway. We're not on an interstate. So we got off the interstate because there was okay. traffic that was backed up, right? So we're taking these state roads going back to Laughlin. This fucking town pops up out of nowhere. Right. And all these people are standing out like on the main drag of the town on either side of the road, just like watching these cars go by. There's only like five cars. There's us and maybe a truck and oh, two other cars that's, that's fucking weird so i look at him and i'm like where the fuck did this town come from for starters mm-hmm. why is there no power and why are all these people standing on either side of the street and i'm gonna tell you right now because i've told this story and the first question yeah. that everyone asked that knows me and has known me for any length of time asked how fucked up were you what we were smoking? not we were not <laughs> at all. Okay. We smoked yeah. while we were at the casino. Yeah. But we were there okay. for probably six or eight hours. So, and you know me, I, I've never lost my mind smoking pot. So we were not doing that anyway. And we weren't drinking yeah. either because both wow. of us were driving. So where these people we're came driving, from, yeah. where this yeah. town came from, I, I have no idea. All I remember doing is telling him to keep fucking driving i'm like do not stop it's like a scene out of twilight zone shit man right that's totally twilight zone shit it was that's crazy that's a true story if i could find mark shreve he would verify that story oh i believe you freaked me the fuck out man crazy man I, 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 that would freak me out too, Mike, to be honest with you. Just fucking, that leads me to an idea. Hold on. Okay. I led him to an idea, ladies and gentlemen. We are standing by, as they say. Standing by. Please stand by. Testing, testing, yeah. so, testing. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's going on. It's, it's creating the list. Okay. It's creating this. And I'm going to do what I normally do. You're going to run the show for two minutes because I got to pee. Okay. I'm going to eventually just get a bucket and I'm going to pee underneath my desk. That's all good. 
So we will do some uh, thank yous. So thank you to all the people who have reached out and let us know that you're listening and that you're enjoying the podcast. We truly appreciate that. Do more of that because it only inspires us to want to do bigger and better things. We do have bigger and better things on the horizons. I'm basically rebuilding this entire room into a full podcast studio. So in the near future, it will have a new look to it. And I'm pretty excited about that. So Chris will have some new equipment and I'll have some new equipment. So hopefully it will sound bigger and better. I'm not sure why I said batter, but hopefully it will sound better. Batter, like it's 1985, you know, it's bad, Michael Jackson. So anyway, thanks for all the people who have, you know, reached out and let us know that this is either helping you in some way or getting you through your day. We appreciate it. Um, Definitely share your Facebook list with your friends if you haven't done that already that helps out immensely go to youtube and subscribe chris has done a lot of hard work on the youtube channel so if that's your medium of choice head over there and definitely hit the subscribe button so welcome back to the chris and mike show it's yeah chris subscribe, su subscribe dollar subscribe yeah subscribe dollar stuff motherfuckers like come on man that's what we were Sorry. discussing I told him that you were working <sighs> hard doing, on the YouTube yeah, channel. Us a, right. Right. You guys are doing a disservice to yourselves by not uh, not subscribing. So this will be a nice little way to wrap this up because there's a segue from what you did because that was the idea I just had. So the, the 11, what did I call this? The top 11 strange occurrences in America. Huh? Huh? Oh, I like it. Okay. I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we're gonna start with number. We're gonna start with number eleven because right. it's all about the rock and roll. Number eleven. Um, number eleven. The I don't know how to say this. It's Russian. It's it's a the Dyatlov Pass incident. So, though not in America, Dyatlov. this mysterious event involved the deaths of nine hikers. Dyatlov. Okay, I'm familiar. It involved the 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 mysterious. Okay, involved the death of nine hikers in the Ural, yeah, Ural Mountains in Russia in 1959. Circumstances surrounding their deaths, including non-inexplicable injuries and strange behavior, had led to numerous theories ranging from avalanches to extraterrestrial encounters. And the Number Yeti, 11. which is the Russian Number Bigfoot. And the Yeti. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> Fucking learned something today. So Number 10. Let me see if you've, if you've heard of this. The Georgia Guidestones. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. They just got destroyed because somebody blew up a bomb at them. Okay. So it, I didn't... Go on. Yeah. Oh. So they were, they, were, they were referred to as America's Stonehenge. They're granite monument, monuments in Elbert County, Georgia. They featured the inscriptions in several languages outlining principles for a post-apocalyptic world. The origin and purpose of those guide stones remain a mystery, fueling speculation about their meaning and their creators. Correct. There's a documentary on it somewhere. That's Look it up if you're interested, people. Okay. I watched I am. It. I am, absolutely. Um, next one, number nine. Have you ever heard of the Circleville Letters? 
Somewhere along the way, yeah. So refresh my memory. Okay. So the Circleville letters um, happened in the late 70s. The residents of, of that Circleville, Ohio, began receiving anonymous threatening letters. That's what it was. The letters targeted individuals in the community, including public officials, and contained intimate knowledge of their personal lives. Despite investigations, the identity of the sender remains unknown. Yep. Maybe that was maybe maybe that was Ted, the Unabomber, getting started. These were all topics of conversation on the Art Bell show, which my Grammy got me into when I was pretty young. Oh, okay. I used to spend the night over there and she would stay up all hours of the night listening to Art Bell and oh. he would always talk about crazy shit like this. So a lot of stuff I remember from that show. I love stuff like this. Right on. Oh, you've heard of this one. Who hasn't heard of this one? The Salem Witch Trials. Oh, yeah. 1690, yeah, 1692 in Salem, Massachusetts, a series of trials and executions occurred where people were accused of witchcraft. The trials resulted in 20, the deaths of 20 individuals, making it one of the darkest chapters in American history and a cautionary tale about the hysteria and injustice. And you know what they think it was from? Uh, eating a, eating a, a peyote? No, they think it was from the wheat molding. Oh, and it turns into a chemical compound oh. called ergot, which does the same thing as acid in mushrooms. Okay. It makes you trip oh. your fucking balls wow. off. And uh, climatologists now wow. know that that was an exceptionally wet uh, winter and spring so that their harvest of their ah. wheat would have gotten moldy because they probably didn't have a way to dry it and do all the things that we do to cultivate it nowadays so they think that it turned that interesting it developed this chemical compound called ergot and that these people were tripping their balls off and they thought that these women were witches so hmm. it makes a lot of sense crazy number seven i wonder if this has anything to do with the uh, this other thing that would you'll catch the drift there the bell okay. witch haunting i was thinking the blair witch project but maybe not Famous case of purported uh, poltergeist activity that occurred in Robertson County, Tennessee in the late 19th century. The Bell family reported encounters with a malevolent entity that tormented them for years, leading to the investigations and legends that persist to this day. So kind of like exorcists, you know. I was unaware of that one. Oh, this is interesting. This is, this is a trip. The Kentucky Meat Shower. I'm unaware of this one, too. In 1876, flakes flakes of meat fell from the sky over Bath, Kentucky. Uh, witnesses described the meat as beef-like in texture but could not determine its origin. The event remains a mystery with various theories ranging from vultures regurgitating their meats to a bizarre <laughs> meteorological phenomenon. <laughs> Kind of like it's raining cats and dogs. <laughs> it's raining beef, man. There's beef coming out of this guy. Oh, now, now, what's funny is this shit went down in 1876. So, how much of that got got telephone gamed in the process of then and now? Correct. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, number five, the Philadelphia experiment. You've heard of that, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Um, Al Belik. 
According to urban, yeah, according to urban legend, the U.S. Navy conducted an experiment, uh, a secret experiment in '43 that aimed to make a ship invisible to radar. The USS Eldridge was allegedly involved in a teleportation and time travel experiments, leading to bizarre occurrences and conspiracy theories. And if you're into this and kind of this stuff one. at all, do yourself a mm-hmm. favor and Google yeah. the name Al Belik. It's B-I-E-L-E-K. Because he was on Art Bell all the time talking about that Philadelphia experiment. And whether they succeeded or not, there was some horrific shit that happened to these people. So do yourself a favor if you're into that kind okay. of stuff. I did. I just yeah. look in to see what the uh, U.S. military did yeah. to these poor people. They fucked them up bad. Okay. Yeah, I will. Uh, you've heard of this one, the Roswell incident. Oh, yeah. So for those of you that may not know this, in 47, July 47, near Roswell, New Mexico, there was a reported crash of an identified flying object, i.e. a UFO, while the official explanation provided by the military was that of a weather balloon. Many believe, as I do, it was something more mysterious, leading to decades of speculation and conspiracy theories. Let's face it, boys and girls, it was a UFO, which we have Velcro because aliens are real. Just saying. Oh, we're going to have to go down that road. Number three, which I'm sure you've heard of. We will. We'll have to go down that road for sure at some point in time. Um, Number three, the Mothman sightings. Oh, I know all about the Mothman. That's a freaky fucking deal. Yep. Yep. So, so, right. So those of you don't in Point Pleasant, West Virginia during the late 1960s, Numerous people reported sightings of a mysterious creature with large wings and glowing red eyes. Dubbed the Mothman, these sightings sparked fear and fascination in the community with some linking the creature to impending disasters. I think there's a movie, The Mothman Prophecies, right? Yes, it's a good movie. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, thought so. Um, number two, never heard of this one, the Tungasaka event. The Tunguska. This happened in Russia. It's not Tunguska. America. Tunguska event. Tunguska. Tunguska event of 1908. Look at you like fucking pulling out the proper the proper word. You're starting to wording. find you're out what my wheelhouse you're is. You're, <laughs> you're, a, you're a wordy, man. You're a wordy. Like I can spell people's names like a motherfucker. Like I'll have some. Like the first time anybody told me their name, this, this gentleman I, I was working with years ago, he told me his name was Peter Wynn. And I'm like, that's N-G-U-Y-E-N, right? He's like. Well, yeah, I've, I've always had I've always had that weirdness of spelling names, but sometimes pronouncing like Tungusaka, I, I couldn't get it. Tunguska, you know, like I've heard these right stories now. forever. Yeah, Tunguska, see, I don't know. You're finding my wheelhouse. Okay, okay. okay. I've cool. just well, heard these the stories top. since I was a little you're on kid. The top eleven, you know. Right on, right on, right on. Okay, so the next one. Um, Hold on, the Tunguska was what? The, well, that for one, the, folks the event. At home? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That. That. Yeah. That's what I meant. Okay. So, although not directly in America, it uh, of the Tunguska event of 1908, which occurred in Siberia, Russia, had strange effects on the atmosphere in North America. It's believed to have caused the airburst, the airburst of a large meteoroid or comet fragment, and caused strange atmospheric phenomena as far away as the United States. I wish they would elaborate on what kind of strange atmospheric phenomena. Uh, that would be because that would be cool to know. 
So you know, make it make a note of this, and we will explore some okay. of these for the folks at home because these are fascinating stories. Yeah. And I know we're reaching the end, but yeah, oh yeah, make a note of this because these kind of things, people. If you're not into this kind of shit, after we get done researching it, right, right, and being able to do it justice, you will be fucking fascinated at some of the things that have happened on this planet that people just don't have any explanation for, and that's one of them. So, kudos to you for a very good uh, brainstorm idea on the. Well, it was sure I. It was your it, well. It was it was led by you, man. So the number the number one um, top eleven strange occurrences in America is the the Tau hum. Now is it Tau or is it Taos? Because I think Tau, you know, New Mexico. It's Taos, New Mexico. Um, yeah. Okay. So Taos, New Mexico. There have been reports of a low-frequency humming sound that cannot be traced to any identical source. Described as persistent, low-pitched sound, the Taos hum has puzzled residents and visitors for decades. Yeah, and it still goes on to this day, as far as I know. So there you go. And that's a high-rent district yeah, there, man. Yeah. Taos? Oh, is it really? Yeah, they got... I think they're famous for their skiing... Okay. Kind of like a poor man's... Uh, oh, yeah, Taos. Yeah, hello. Yeah. 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 Kind of oh, like a go. poor rich oh, man's... That makes sense. <laughs> poor rich man's veil. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, Veil, Colorado. Yes. See, I don't, yeah. I don't ski. I've never, never been a skier. Me neither. I, you know, I, I belong on the ground. Well, yeah. So, that's what I got. There you go. There's the top 11 things. So, yeah, I'll, I'll look into the Al Billick guy, and I'll read on that and educate Yeah, myself. I would definitely like to do some shows um, on some cool, paranormal man. shit. I, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm down, dude. While I have Absolutely not experienced down. a it's ton of it myself, I know a lot of people who have, and right. I truly believe their stories because these are people that have no reason to lie at all. And when I get their okay yeah. to tell the story or have them tell the story themselves, which would be even better. We will do that. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Absolutely. I'm cool with that, man. Hopefully I get my new. Right, well, boys and girls, remember you're not alone. Yeah. And there's no, there's no glitches. Yes. Yeah, no glitches, no glitches. So with that, boys and girls, if you're not alone in anything you do. There's always somebody to talk to, so don't be that bozo that, uh, you know, fights the unknown fight alone. Reach out to someone you know and love and care for. You know, Now, understand, not every time you reach out to somebody, are they going to be available to respond back to you. So always have a plan B, a plan C, and a plan D because, you know, you may, you may poke at somebody who's flying to friendly skies and they're not going to be able to see your texts or your phone call for like three or four hours. So know that and know there's other people that you can reach out to, right? Yes. We have a uh, inbox yes. that is open 24-7. And to Chris's point, we might not see it in two seconds, but we're, one of us is going to see it pretty rapidly because we both get on there every day. So. If we're the only people you can reach out to and you're in a bad spot, do that. 100%. Send us a message. Yep. yep. 
And for those of you Absolutely. who are in a good spot and you have a unique talent and you would like to be a guest on the show after I get my new internet, reach out to us for that too. The only reason we haven't had a lot more guests is because Mike has yes. bullshit internet. Bullshit to do a podcast. <laughs> Nothing against the Frontier Corporation as a whole because they do provide a good download speed, right. but their upload speed sucks. Right, which is which is why I upload the videos. To YouTube, yes. That's why YouTube to is the Chris's YouTube. baby. To the YouTube, yep. Because Mike doesn't have another six and a half hours well, to say here. Baby, you know. Oh, you've done a fantastic crazy. job, man. How long? It'll be interesting to see how quick your... It'll be it'll be interesting to see how quick your your download speed is once you get the new cable. It's the upload speed, and it'll be fast as shit. It'll be just as yeah, fast as yours. Speed, my bad. Yeah. My bad. I won't have to wait at all anymore. I had Michael Fry. Oh, nice. See, Michael Fry, you, Michael Eugene Fry Jr., Skyler's fiance. He's the one with the Starlink. So he had on the phone. We put it on the roof, and then the phone. You turn the phone around the sky, and you see all these little dots catching the phone it's like it's it's telling it's telling the satellites in the space because that's where the satellites are kids in case you didn't know um, space isn't real where the dish is to track it to track it according to little man space is real because he wants to be an astronaut and go to the moon okay which i was like kudos little man kudos i believe little man um because you know I know, yeah. How could you not believe little man, you know? He knows when the sun's going up and the sun, the moon's coming down. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Because it's it's the, the unaltered understanding of what he learns. There's no questioning it yet, right? Because he's only four. So he's just fascinated by whatever that is. So that's, that's the fun thing about him. And the fun thing about being small like that and learning and absorbing everything like a sponge. Funny story. I'll leave you with this. So recently, a couple months ago, maybe a month ago, we were in line at the school waiting for the cars to move so we could he could pick, his teacher could pick him up. And he says, you know, which was clear as day, but I hesitated to respond. Let's go, fucking cars. He's three and a half, three, you know, three quarters of the time. So I, I looked at him. I kind of let it go. And then and he said, he said um, something else with the fuck with fucking in it. And I just looked at him again. And I said, we probably shouldn't say that. Next day, we're in line again. And, and he's like, let's go fucking cars. I'm like, Anthony? He's, yeah, pop, pop. I'm like, we shouldn't say that. That's a, that's a grown-up word. Okay, pop, pop. So to his brilliance, instead of fucking, he said, then he said, used, it, used the, 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 the word fuck in a sentence. And I'm like, Anthony, no more of that. So... We all, we know where to go with the question of this because I I've now not that I'm a saint by all means the furthest from it but I've made a point since he started absorbing things not to swear as does Nikki like we'll just say bad word like ah oh, bad word right or we just won't say it so immediately text my daughter your son said this your son said that her response was something like not gonna lie it's funny like it's not funny like he's four we're gonna be four this is not something he needs to go to school um. You know, and acting like she doesn't say it. Fast forward to yesterday. Outside, he's being a little bit brat. Was it yesterday? Saturday. Saturday? Sunday. 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 So he's being a little four-year-old and kind of being bratty. And I'm like, you know, come on, get off the ground, you know. He was playing, helping Nikki garden and stuff, plant potatoes and whatnot. And 
he got his, his little shorts wet. And I'm like, his shorts are wet. You should probably change his shorts. And, you know, her response is, well, he's fucking gross. And I tapped her on the shoulder. I'm like, and there it is. There it is. You can never say again, it's not on you. So when you get that call from the principal at any given moment in time, it's all on you for sharing that language with your son. Now, knowing she's not the only parent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, there it is. There's, and she just, and all she could do was smile because she knew there was nothing, absolutely nothing she could say or do that would take that away. Exactly. Fuck. <laughs> all right, boys and girls. There you go. Yeah, that's a good way to end the show. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Yep. Love you, brother. Yep. Yep. Everybody have a great day. See ya.